0: welcome to the business exchange how business works brought to you by the american business council the business exchange is a bi-weekly show that brings to you business experts sharing insights on how business works with a deep dive into the biggest stories in business and policy our guests would also make bold predictions across various sectors of the economy and we kindly request that, that you follow our discussion on Twitter at abcancel underscore ng. And the hashtag to use is hashtag works. Today, our discussion will be centered on supply chain management in Nigeria. I would first of all look at, you know, the healthcare system and beyond. I have with me today Azuka Okeke, the CEO of African Resource Center. I actually prefer to call them ARC, A-R-C. So, uh, ARC, Really, just to give you some sense of what um, ACT does, ACT works with ministries of health to address the critical areas of building more efficient and effective healthcare supply chain systems, including supporting the sector with up-to-date policies and strategies for optimal supply chain function. Now with uh, globalization and integration of the world economy, the concept of extended enterprise has really taken root, leading to an increasing important role Played by the entire supply chain management, including procurement, logistics, and distribution, for ensuring a consistently high degree of customer satisfaction in terms of uh, quality delivery and uh, cost. So, Azuka, by sharing some examples, please uh, welcome to the show, first of all. And, uh, you know, it's really great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you very much. It's um, great to be part of what um, ABC is doing in Africa.
0: Thank you so much, Azuka. So can you share with us some examples on some sustainable models in supply chain management that has attained some of your um, clients that you've attained by some of your clients without substantive um, investment?
1: First of all, when you talk about models uh, in supply we're looking at a uh, model that will drive it. Um, there are companies that prefer models that are more about speed. About the e-commerce, business. it's all about speed. Um, some models are more about continuous flow; they so just want to you keep know, And recently, with the COVID situation, we've been about agile supply chain models because of resilience. Um, sometimes, some companies or organizations may also look at a model that custom You know, uh, it could have two or three different models mixed to together. Fit for that company. Um, Sometimes some models are more about flexibility, ability to change, particularly when it's a growing industry. Um, But I think one key thing we've seen with the clients we've worked with in Nigeria and also other African countries um, is um, is a model that is uh, more about efficiency. Um, An efficient supply chain is typically looking at driving down waste, minimizing waste. And you see that as the key model that is needed in the public health industry in Nigeria, for instance. Why do I say that? Is that um, the industry in Nigeria, in the public health space, has actually uh, been um, based on different models that have been introduced by different funders. Um, We have never really had one funder of Public health in Nigeria. Um, you have some um, uh, commodity lines, maybe the essential medicines, being funded by government. But when it comes to things like maybe HIV/AIDS, is first aid funding that. Um, and then also when it comes to malaria, you see the likes of Global Fund um, here, and here and all of them come with their different supply chain models. So in Nigeria, we have so many parallel systems. And in some instances where government is partnering with the private sector, the private sector would use their supply chain model. So this has created a fragmented supply chain model right now in the country. And that has introduced a lot of waste. Uh you, you could have five trucks moving to one state. They are not fully loaded, but they are heading to the same healthcare facilities. So you can imagine even to the issue of sustainability, the with the the carbon emissions going on in, 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 in the system so it's not efficient at all so now with our clients a lot of them are looking at how do we begin to integrate this supply chain system and uh, make it more efficient and so you look at what are the cost savings. how do we leverage resources so that we minimize risk um, a model that is looking to eliminate human error because there's so many people in the system so now, what um, the Nigerian government is also making manual and primarily because now we're looking at a model that will be run by government with co-funding from other partners, um, it has to be a simple model. So that's the model that we are kind of um, using now to support the Nigerian government for public much.
0: Great I mean I, we could go on and on about this um, this uh, whole idea of uh, the models. Um, I, I guess we can even uh, find time to really have you come back so we discuss uh, the details of the different kinds of models. Uh, but then obviously you have shared uh, uh, that you know you had worked with the government or at least you're working with government um, to see how you can integrate um, some of these models And so I would like to know, um you know with what is going on globally we see that healthcare systems are really stretched and um, you know so what ways are you supporting governments in africa not really not just nigeria but also in in, in, the, in the continent and improving the availability of medicines especially at these times you know and, and what challenges along uh, the value chain you see um and um Perhaps also what opportunities for investors. I know this is a triple barrier question, but I know you're up to the task. <laughs> so fire. <laughs>
1: so I, I I think one key thing um that drives our support to government in Africa is that today Africa remains dependent on imported and other health technologies. So and um, if you look at the current situation with closure of borders and the skyrocketing of, of um, costs. Of even um, um, when you talk about active ingredients for manufacturing locally, you find that a lot of companies really struggled and they, uh, it, it affected um, several health systems. I recall when the pandemic started, uh, the government called because they were running out of stock for the internet. And you can't run out of stock for an antiviral. So, one thing that we have been working on supporting the Nigerian government is having access of essential uh, commodities. It could be um, man- locally manufactured, it could be. Income. But it's that creating a platform that makes partnerships more efficient, you know, such so, so that government would have um, a partnership that we went win two years or three years with the country that would ensure steady inflow of commodities and, um, uh, uh, and uh, beyond the typical vendor procurement system. So if you know how it runs in the government, when they have, these, they, they build up uh, kind of like a supply list They they do a bidding process. When they have another, they do that. But with a PPP, uh, public-private partnership model, we're trying to keep it at a something that is, um, you have a price lockdown over a period of time where you from some exclusivity to some companies. So, then you are sure and guaranteed of steady influx of those commodities within a wider range of time. So, we've created that platform and we've seen that we have several states. One, for instance, Yube State, throughout the pandemic, they did not have any issue with having commodities available. Rather, ability availability actually went higher. Now, um, we started that with local manufacturers. Uh, what we've seen across well, the value chain is that. The local manufacturers in Nigeria they don't have a wider range of commodities. There are certain commodities that uh, you would not have companies that are manufacturing in Nigeria to provide. So we're looking at foreign companies, uh, pharmaceutical companies, beyond the division of the local manufacturers, that can also have this kind of PPP with government. You know, maybe addressing a particular line of ailment, maybe for diabetes, there is a partnership with a company that will provide all the requisite commodities. So those kind of um, PPPs are the things we think are very necessary right now, uh, beyond what we have already set up in the, in the system. So for us, PPP would ensure longer um, access to um, commodities, let governments not run out of stock. But with also the PPP, we're ensuring that, uh, Act being in the middle of it, that governments keep to their side of the commitment and pay the companies as a 20. So that is uh, what we're doing now.
0: Yeah, great. Um, so, you know, talking about, I like the, the way you actually said it, ARC being in the middle of it. So situating ARC again in terms of um, support and collaboration with the government. I remember that um, the last time we discussed in December, you shared with me that um, you are working with the federal government. I mean, I mean, ARC working with the federal government to create a five year national strategy for supply chain management. Now, um, why is it really uh, so critical at this time? um for the federal government to look into the strategy i mean i it's almost like i'm i'm begging the question because i know it's important but if you could just share with me uh, maybe there's some thoughts behind the scene um when when the collaboration discussions um you know really started that would be helpful to our listening audience
1: thank you very much uh, this is one part of our job that is you know has become uh, very exciting to see um, if you recall, I, I, I mentioned how <laughs> yes, I mentioned how fragmented the supply chain um, was and how inefficient that was. And it it was like that because there was no clear strategy that government or even donors could use to develop a plan. Because you do need a, a strategy that will enable whether it's a state or a national, a federal entity, uh, an agency to come up with a clear plan. So what we had had before would be um, each funder, whether it's World Bank or the the kind of different donor agencies, come up with their plan or their own strategy and government having to adopt that. Then you have several strategies that we're all running with. Now, with the national strategy, um, the the government is actually looking at a a, a strategy that will improve operational efficiency and drive down costs. Of course, it's very important because we must make supply chain affordable to the Nigerian government. People have complained several times that our government is not investing in supply chain, they are not investing enough in health. And I always say, if you give them clarity, they will know what to invest in. Most of the time we, we expect them to run in the shadow. So this is what the strategy is trying to do. It's trying to look at all the awesome efforts everybody has. Has made in the system, learn from that, then use that to shape a clear strategy for everyone that wants to support Nigeria. That every state that is driving that plan would run. The key thing with this, uh, the strategy is that it's going to be based on the strength of a drug management agency, a DMA as we call it. That means it's a profit-making agency, but the profits will move the money back into the health system. So it's not necessarily a profit like we have in private sector. But it's good for the governments to generate funds from this agency so that they can do things like maintenance, they can pay healthcare workers, better. It will make it a revenue generation system rather than um, the way it's seen now, like that is aid, that aid system. It hasn't really worked out well and that's why we have a lot of related infrastructure. So that's what the strategy is driving at: cost efficiency. Um, operational efficiency, and of course, um, having it be a revenue generation model for each state.
0: Yeah, which which obviously is more sustainable. Uh, you know, I keep saying that you know um, this is about time uh, we had adult conversations, you know, with uh, governments across you know the continent to know that issues around donations, donations, donations would never work in terms of you know sustaining infrastructure, sustaining systems. So I'm I'm happy that um, very happy that this is this is uh, this is the step that is being taken and that government is has realised that and is really working with you on this project. And and I, I move to another area that's of real. Emotional interest to me beyond, you know, the fact that you know we are talking about it, and that's the academia. Uh, how is mm. ARC A- 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 and its partners like MIT, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, um, ensuring uh, that you know um, these projects are inc- incorporated into the tertiary educational system? How are we building expertise in, in the academia? Really. Well, thank you
1: very much for that. For that, because the heart of it or is having. Human resource in supply chain management. I mentioned earlier that uh, we started a collaboration with MIT Boston to do a feasibility study uh, um, on um, supply chain management. The key thing about the study was where are the experts? Where, which company or which organization or which institution is producing supply chain experts or expertise? When we did that study, and uh, we, we, we started with the assumption that, of course, in Nigeria, we were uh, almost 64 uh, or thereabouts universities, that one or some of them would be providing um, a master's degree at the very um, um program in supply chain management. Um, coincidentally, when we did that... That's degree, a very good no, Yeah, there was no one university that was doing that. That was in 2017. There were universities doing logistics, uh, um, uh, transport management, there were universities doing housing, but there was no university doing supply chain. And if you know, there's a huge difference between supply chain management and the logistics. Logistics is about the movement of the commodities itself. Um, But when you say supply chain, it's about the thinking through. We're coming up with strategies that would inform the movement of commodities, the flow of information and the funding. So it's a very kind of strategic skill set. And if you don't have it, you can even have a strategy before you start running with logistics. So when we saw that huge gap, we decided to work with MIT um, because they have what they call scale centers across all continents except Africa. We said, well, there's a huge gap in Africa, and Africa has such a huge potential for you know, economic growth beyond health. And we do need a, a scale center, that's what it's called, in Africa. And they were happy to jump on that train, and we decided to start the process of setting up a scale center in Nigeria to serve Africa. I would, I'm happy to say that um, right now, that scale center, which um, focuses on three things, education, Research innovation. That skill center, we started that journey, albeit in a very humble way. We started a blended program with an MIT skill center in Spain. So we have people that are started there. It's a blended means you start off with virtual programs or online programs, and when you're done, you go to um, one of the MIT skills centers and complete, and then you have your master's degree. We have several states. Lagos, for instance, has like Seven of their directors and top directors, assistants, or associate, or already in this program. And uh, some of them will be ready to go to Spain, Zaragoza Logistics Center, to complete their master's by next year. That is awesome. And Lagos is about to inaugurate that team to, to be the, um, the part of supply chain for the Ministry of Health. We wow. see this in, Yes, yes. So it, it's, it's good to see. We have other states that have started the journey. Kano State, uh, Yobe, um, um, I, I believe Katina State, that have started this journey of having that expertise in supply chain. But we can't also just face uh, the MIT program. We, we looked at the sustainable approach of this. For us to have a skill center, we must have universities in Nigeria that can collaborate with MIT and provide this um, the end stage of the blended course. Nigeria without people having to leave Nigeria to any because that's quite expensive. And now mm-hmm. we are working with six universities in Nigeria, um, University of Nigeria and Tsuka, Nagyazutewe University, Lagos State University, um, University of Lagos, um, University of Jos, and University of Portugal. These 60 universities, in universities have started this program to Of them, Nigeria University and Lagos State University have started delivering the master's program. Um, Already, they've had students enroll and complete master's degrees. So um, you can know that this is exciting to see. So um, we hope that um, in the next three years we would officially launch that space center. Right now, we are are okay to start it program-wide, where we hope that there will be a formal skill center in New York set up
0: yeah, so that's really exciting, and I'm sure you and I are going to take this offline to discuss a lot, you know, further about universities and states that we may even, you know, onboard into this program because I, I believe that, you know, education is really at the heart of how we can move forward in this country. I know we are coming to the end of this program, and so I'm going to ask you a double-barreled question, but you know, and uh, so with all the great work you have done in healthcare, what next for art? Ah, and then also, what are your expectations and predictions for 2021 in your field?
1: Mess for us. That's a kind of exciting question. I, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think people when, when it was, I think it was February during the start of, the pandemic when started, people were complaining, oh that, oh things are things are not moving. It was one of our busiest. That was last year, busiest year because of with the COVID and Other health care issues; um, the need to have clear strategies, have access to resources, um, became so important for so many states. And um, we, we we believe that, um, and we had funding from Bill and Melinda Gates actually to support um, three states: Lagos State, Kano State, and um, I think it was Yobe State. So our job was primarily support those three states and also work at the federal level. But now for us, is we are moving to scale, we have additional um, funding uh, from the foundation to go to uh, additional seven states. So that's 10 states. We are also talking to the Global Fund to um, also go to 12 states. So you see that Next for Act is a very, very busy 2021 where we are trying to retain the work and keep the ongoing work um, thriving, but also expand it to um, other states. We work more at the state level really, uh, mostly because that's the part of the, the whole public policy. You're trying to make sure that every woman and child has access the next thing they need, life saving methods that they need so to, to make sure that we drive down the maternal mortality rates that we high, we drive down a, on the five mortality rates in Nigeria. So, for us, that's our focus. We do work at the federal, we hope to expand that to make sure that human resource or supply chain is standardized, is top class, and that the government can lead. Even beyond health, we hope you see that in agriculture, oil and gas, that government can lead the strategy, the conceptualization and the implementation of supply chain strategies to drive trade.
0: So thank you very much yeah so that's really great i i mean i it's it's really unfortunate we're coming to the end of the show um and like i said we're going to take a lot of conversations offline because this these are areas i feel extremely passionate about so um to our listening audience sadly we have come to the end of the show you can listen to the show on apple Podcasts, soundcloud and spotify for further details visit our website podcast uh page www Azuka, thank you so much for your time. And uh, well, we look forward to really in- inviting you to another episode of this show. So, thank you all and uh, see us same time, see us virtually, and see us with Yes, Same time, Tuesday, January the uh, 23rd. Thank you for listening. Bye bye, Azuka. Thank,
1: thank you. Bye bye.